Guess what? You don't have to campaign or harass anybody for anything. This is our full cut of a bonus episode where we talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. The highway cut. Yeah, I think the I think the art calls it the Connor and Luke's Justice League. Because that's the thing. This isn't like advertised as the Snyder cut. That's just a thing people like that's just like the nickname nomenclature this is officially Zack snyder's justice league this very much is i don't know this is the justice league as far as i'm concerned that's not the title though the full (laughs) title is Zack snyder's justice league yeah the the movie that's just called justice league was released in 2017 right uh it's no highway option it's a bonus episode we're talking about Zack snyder's justice league i'm connor i'm one of your hosts i'm i'm luke and i'm another one of your hosts i guess we should start talking about it with the 2017 one what did you think of justice league 2017 justice league 2017 was hot wet trash um and i was like bummed about it i have been of the mindset for a while a lot of dc movies you have like you have like the chocolate and peanut butter of superheroes and they've been like fucking it up for a very long time like it it shouldn't be difficult to make a movie where the premise is batman and superman fight like it shouldn't be hard to get that concept to people and have it be well received um and like a lot of that has been that this has been the first time that i have felt something for it <laughs> for for this this dceu yeah i i don't know there's there's a whole lot going on with it like with i mean i didn't like the 2017 justice league i remember seeing it and being like this could have been much worse and enjoying bits and pieces whenever superman does a superman thing i'm always like ah that's superman (laughs) and like when he had his funny lip uh cgi lip because they (laughs) because paramount was like yeah uh henry cavill can't shave for reshoots because his mustache is very important to mission impossible fallout which i still haven't seen they're not wrong it is very important he has that mustache yeah it completes his whole character um it's great but and like you know little bits and pieces i was like kind of enjoying parts of it but overall it's a mess it's not great it, and sorry when it comes to the entire dceu up to that point i think the only thing i liked like genuinely liked was wonder woman had aquaman come out yet i still haven't seen no, that one that one's supposed Aqu- to be good aquaman was after i like aquaman is just too long yeah it's two and a half hours and that's too much time to spend with aquaman i think a lot of what i didn't like about joss's is that 
it highlighted the main problem there. The, the whole movie was a highlight of the fact that they didn't do any buildup and they just had the team up movie. Um, and you didn't meet any of these characters and they didn't have any chemistry because of that. Uh, well, I think, I think not having any buildup is kind of where the DCEU was at at that point, because the first movie was a Superman movie and they were like, cool, this is our Superman sequel. That's also Batman. That's also Wonder Woman. That's also teasing Justice League. That's also Death of Superman. That's also like all these things on top of each other. And I think that's part of what the mess was. I don't think that uh, Joss doing Justice League was like, oh, this is why it's not working because it's forcing too much. I mean, but you also have stuff like there's no cyborg is a nothing in the original. You know, he's well, just yeah, a guy that's... who shows up and is just immediate. Flash is so much turned up to like quippy mm-hmm. that like he's basically nothing. And the whole uh, cyborg thing have, more has come out about that. About yeah, about how Ray Fisher was mistreated, which sucks. It like, does. That's very bad, and Joss Whedon bad person. It seems so. Yeah, just want to. I don't know much about it uh, aside from that, like, it sounds like it's been bad. Yeah, he he was a lot. A lot of him was like uh, Ray Fisher a lot was like they treated me really bad. I had a good character and it got very shit can because like Joss Whedon and Jeff Johns were allegedly very racist towards me on set. And like he was kind of just an abusive dick. Right. And then the. Buffy the Vampire Slayer cast was like, yeah, he was kind of a piece of shit. So that's a throwback. It, that is, I don't know much about Buffy at all. Well, well, it was Joss Whedon's big thing. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah the 2017 one. I I just was like, whatever, it's not great, but like they can kind they can maybe fix it in the future. But then the whole Snyder cut thing started. And the harassment campaign began. And eventually, Warner Brothers was like, fine, we'll throw you a bone. HBO Max, we're going to put this four-hour cut of this... of large. It's the same movie, largely. It's the same story. It has the same bones. I... I don't know, I... I feel like a lot of the advertising for it was like, there's a new villain, we got Darkseid, and it's like, I mean, he pokes his head in, he's like, I'm gonna get you, but he's not really a new villain, the villain is still Steppenwolf, and his parademons. Right, but he's like, working for somebody, you didn't see any of that before. Didn't we? I swear we did. I think we, we got hinted at Darkseid. But we didn't really see. I mean, I, I think know, we call... got a couple too many scenes of him, them communicating. Um, yeah, him talking to whatever the guy's name was that wasn't Darkseid. Right, but that was it. The... Set up an interesting Goop. thing, I guess. Eh, um, I mean, I don't know. I because I think the HBO Max. Um, I'm just gonna say, even though this is a fundamentally better movie, I still didn't like it because I don't really like the Zack Snyder superhero stuff. So, like, that's just... 
that's that. Like fundamentally, it's better, but for me, eh. But yeah, uh, I like, disagree. <laughs> on the HBO Max page, uh, it set it pro- it proclaims like there are new villains in this, and it's like yeah, I guess, but that's also like saying Thanos is the villain of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it's the Ronan the Accuser Thanos relationship, right? But I think establishing that relationship is is something. I but he's especially not the, when he's not the villain of it. Like all he does is just kind of look at them and they're like, "He did some shit back in the day." Right, but like, isn't hmm. is is Thanos not a villain of every movie he shows up in? You know, is he the villain of Age of Ultron? Yeah. He doesn't do anything. Right, but he just gets the glove and goes, okay. Right, but he's present. He is a villain. He's he's in the credits. He's not a villain in that. He's just there. But he is establishing a larger plan. He's still a villain there. He's just not the main villain. And I think this is something, this is more than that. He's not, because Darkseid isn't a post-credits scene. No, Something that's why a little more. he's Thanos in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, where he pokes his head in a few times and he's like, hey, how's it going? And a couple of characters do exposition of, he did some shit back in the day and like, he might do some shit again. But yeah. I don't know. Like, it's, now that I'm actually saying it out loud more, it's very much the same thing. It is, yeah, I, I, it's, but I don't think that that makes him not a villain. I think it's, um... It is indicative of that there there was this larger plan, that this was a setup thing. Yeah, I it feels to me like touting it as like this is the new villain makes it sound like it's going to be bigger than it is. So I that's that's just the advertising, I guess. I probably wouldn't have led with that either. Hmm. It's the whole thing. I don't know. I was kind of thinking about it recently and, like, breaking it down into... The original Justice League was mandated by the studio to be two hours or less. And this is four hours. Right. So there was a lot that was added back in. But I was breaking it down in my head. I This is probably very wrong. But to me, it felt like the new footage was, like, 30% added exposition 30 percent flash and cyborg that makes 60 25 percent <laughs> extended action scenes and then 15 percent set up for the future which ceo of warner brothers has already said they're not doing it, it sounds every day it sounds like it's a softer no i you know but i i don't know like that's what happens with director's cuts they just come out and they're like yep that's what it was we can leave it be well i think this sets an interesting precedent of because yes there is the whole idea that that this is fans whining but of course you have whining fans across the board you can't Mm -hmm. find a fandom that doesn't have whiny fans um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to justify the, find me one. I'll, I'll point at the whiny fans for you. I can't think of any for peanuts. Oh man, that's, 
I should not have invited you because I I don't have a I don't have enough. Penis you shouldn't have house. invited me. I'm the co-host of <laughs> no, this. No, I mean I shouldn't have invited that <laughs> that statement because you, you didn't gonna... even invite me. I set up the Zoom. Oh my god. Uh, I no, I, I Monsters don't... Inc is pretty casual too. Does Monsters Inc have like a fandom? Because we'll I would uh, to... I would pu- push that to the larger Pixar Disney fandom, and there's plenty of shit in there. Well, yeah. If you put it under the conglomerate, yeah. Even if you just put it under Pixar. Yeah, no, people whine and complain about the Toy Stories and stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's there's, there's shitty fans <laughs> across the board. I just like... Did you see people after Toy Story 4 came out literally writing Facebook posts being like, Fuck Bonnie. Bonnie's the worst. Bonnie doesn't care about the toys. And I'm reading them, I'm like, she's in kindergarten, man. <laughs> I didn't. I, I missed all of that. Oh, I thought it was very funny. It didn't. I don't know. It did, it, Toy Story Four got like a mixed reception with fans. I thought people liked it. Yeah. No. Well, because it's it's the people our age who are like it should have ended with three, and I will not accept anything that is not made for me in my childhood. I mean, before I saw it, when it was first announced, that's what I thought. Oh, like, me too. I, I really I, thought this was a done story. I completely, like, and there's video of it on my Instagram. I l- was, le- like, leading up to watching it, I was like, I think this is going to ruin it, and I don't like Forky. If I'm proved wrong, then I will eat my words. Literally, I wrote it on an index card, and when the movie ended, I was like, all right, I'm going to eat this index card. Yeah. And I did. Because it's great. It I was. Like it it was. Than three. I, I really liked. I liked Toy Story Four. I didn't like but it anyway. better than three. Uh, but anyway, this is this is a Toy Story rant. It's a bonus episode where we get a little looser. It's the highway cut. Um, what I was saying was, I it's the, it's the bonus episode where we get looser, even though the entire point of these newer episodes is we're trying to get looser. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to loose highway action. Ew. Undo your belt a couple of notches. That's no good. It's loose. The joke is loose. I mean, um, it's it's not getting edited out because it's not a mu- edited very much episode. Yeah, well, I we're keeping it. That's that's what we rolled with. Anyway, it sets an interesting precedent that you can take a pass at something, and you can put out this movie, and then you could go back later, and you could. Well, I mean, director's cuts aren't new. Director's cards, cuts aren't new. But this feels different. Like, you had the ultimate cut, the three hour as opposed to the two and a half for Batman v Superman that people claim is better. Yeah, you have... This made me well, want to check that out. Yeah, You have, like, the however the hell many Blade Runner cuts there are. Yeah. You got, yeah, like, I mean... Director's cuts are a thing. I just, this felt less like a, we're adding some extra stuff in and more of a, the first time we put it out, we didn't have a coherent vision and we wanted to take some time and put some more into it and put something out that felt more like what we intended to do the first time. Like there's, there's stuff in here. There's scenes that 
the the changes are very small, but they're effective. There's stuff like um, the, the initial Wonder Woman scene where she does that bank robbery. There's no dialogue changes at all. Mm-hmm. It's nothing has changed there, but the fight choreography is different, and it feels a little truer. It hits a little different, and it's uh, it's uh, there's plenty of stuff that feels like. Maybe we took one, we just looked through the takes and we took a different one. Um, another one that comes to mind is like that in the, the, the Jaws cut, the janitor walks in and finds that, that alien at Star Labs. And you don't really have a lot of Tim. Oh, yeah. He's like just a guy and he walks in and mm. I was. I watched a, a cut of it or a, a video like a, the differences or whatever. Yeah. And, and so this was, this was fresh on my mind. Um, shout out to Cosmonaut variety hour. If he's listening. Um, but if you, if you look the you have in the first one, you have the janitor, he walks in and you don't know this character. This is, this character isn't huge and he's not huge in the, the rewrite either, but you have this quick scene of him seeing this alien and then it cuts to the janitor and he has no reaction and that's mm-hmm. that's it and in the in the snyder cut he makes a face and there's shit like that that's not huge but it just feels like we weren't happy with some of the takes we took and like i don't think they refilmed that shot of that janitor you know that feels mm-hmm. really like something that was extra footage yeah, it probably was. It probably just was re. A lot of stuff was just re-edited from what they already had. Yeah. Apparently, only four to five minutes of new footage. I is think in there. that's bullshit. Um, I don't believe that because <laughs> it costs seventy million dollars. Right. This alone. I think Martian Manhunter is on there for longer than that amount of time. I think Martian Manhunter was originally something that they wanted to do. Yeah, but he well, didn't make an appearance, you know? Yeah. Well, was and wasn't because apparently the initial initial thing was Green Lantern. That was supposed to be some kind of Green Lantern. Or Ryan Reynolds, Zack Snyder, was initially like, what if he was here? And then I think Warner Brothers was like, we're doing a Green Lantern thing. We We don't have time for this. They've been and, chewing on a Lantern Corps thing for a while, haven't they? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be an HBO Max thing. Let's Google Lantern Corps show? Movie? Something. Which one's it gonna be? I know in the Arrowverse, that's not related, but I know that they're right on the cusp of doing something Green Lantern. Uh, spoiler if you're... If you haven't watched that, or if you care about that, <laughs> I uh, haven't watched Flash right. in years. Well, in the um, in the finale of Arrow, John Diggle finds a ring. Oh, cool! Yeah, so that's out there. They didn't I remember him. Yeah, there was initially going to be. They tried to get a, a Arrow in the Canaries show greenlit, and mm-hmm. it was not successful. So I think that he's probably going to show up in something else. Like he's probably going to show up in Superman and Lois as a recurring character for, 
I don't know what else is coming. <laughs> hey, Lois, I'm flying through the air. <laughs> I'm doing magic stuff with my ring. Oh, super. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, uh, the Green Lantern show is going to be an HBO Max thing. Bunch of human lanterns are going to be in it. Alan Scott, Guy Gardner, Simon Bass, Jessica Cruz, Sinestro, Kilowog. They're all going to be there. I'll probably watch it. I like Green Lantern stuff. When there's a quick Green Lantern bit in this, I kind of was like, haha, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, it's green's a good color and just, like, it's fun. <laughs> I, when I saw it, I liked the 2011 Green Lantern movie. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember just being like, this is fun. I've never seen Brian makes, Reynolds' Lantern. He makes a big, uh, there, there's a helicopter or a plane or some type of vehicle crashing, and he saves it by making a big Hot Wheel car and a Hot Wheel track. That's fun. That's fun. The, it seemed uh, like fun. What what year was that? You said it. 2011. 2011. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it's, I was going to say, is it that era of superhero movies where we have like the Raimi Spider-Mans and the Fantastic Fours? It's it later. It feels <laughs> like it should be in that. It feels like it should be like a 2007 or nine, like smack dab in that, like started production before Dark Knight and the MCU got big. And then it's just not it's just after that but it's like oh more of this okay taika watiti's in that movie he is he's ryan reynolds friend and i never realized that until very recently but anyway um what is there in this that's willem dafoe i don't remember him being in the joss whedon version his character is a lot more fun in aquaman proper in this, he kind of just came and it was like, you are king of Atlantis. Come so, home. And I'm like, I, d- don't you laugh a few times? <laughs> so the Aquaman shtick is that he doesn't want to be king of Atlantis. And by the so, end of yeah. his movie, he doesn't either. Or It's no. So in his spoilers for Aquaman, I guess. So his whole thing is like he's the son of a human and uh, a fish uh, a queen of atlantis a starfish played by nicole kidman and he's like got the blood of the atlanteans in him he's got the blood he, of like, a walrus he's like supposed to be the king so they're like you gotta find your like, you gotta come back, and he's like, no, and they're like, but your brother Ocean Master is being a dick. He's like, oh, he's my half-brother, but I guess he is kind of being a dick. So maybe I should help people out by getting this trident of old and saving the day. I think he is the king at the end. Ah, uh, okay. To <laughs> he... just... Yeah. Um, he got was... more stuff in this movie, too. I feel like yeah. the last time he was just kind of like cool guy, comic relief. But I mean, I guess everybody was kind of comic relief. That was kind of the painful thing. Kind of. I Yeah, they at least tried to give a lot more jokes to everyone instead of assigning the jokes to people. Because well, did Aquaman have any jokes in this new one? 
He still said my man. He still said my man. <laughs> it was a more subdued take. That or I had just been doing the impression a lot more severe than it was. Probably but a combination. Yeah. But it still made me laugh. It still made me go like, ah. He still surfed on an alien. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that final fight was like, oh, this is largely similar, except red is now blue, and there is no small Ukrainian family. That, and there was cohesive team-up fighting. Mm-hmm. Although, I, I will miss the scene where Flash saves the Ukrainian family, and he's like, you're welcome, see, I saved a whole family. And then it just cuts to Superman flying a building away. Yeah. That made me laugh. That was... The Ukrainian family was fun. I think as a whole I didn't care about, but, like, just that one sequence. I just, like... I I like seeing Superman be, like, not broody and having a good time. And, like, him just carrying a building away being like, how do I save these people from these aliens? Just the whole building. (laughs) Plug it. Yeah, like I that was a that. big change that there were no people in there at all. The area was evacuated. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's taking the response to Batman v Superman oh. or to Man of Steel, and then Batman v Superman because, like, Man of Steel, everyone's like, "What about the collateral damage?" And so from then on, they were like, "Now we're going to be doing this abandoned area." And we're going to be doing this fight in this island no one goes to. Yeah. Which I was okay with because not having Flash do that meant he could do the other stuff that he did. Yeah, no, this this movie did do a lot better by Flash and Cyborg, as we were told. Yeah. I was really not excited to see Ezra Miller's Flash again after the first Justice League. Like, I knew that the movie, I, I think it's going to be a Flashpoint story. I was it like, is, yeah. ah, I really am not, because this was our first introduction. But this movie did so right by him. And it was it was pulling back the jokes. I think and his character was largely the same for me, but he felt a little more sympathetic. It, it worked more, you know? It wasn't like, I feel like there were, there were times where he felt like he was workshopping a type five. In, yeah. the, in the Whedon cut. Um, and in this one, because Flash is quippy. Flash of that mm-hmm. collection of heroes is the one. And like, I guess Teen Titans Cyborg, but that's obviously not what we're looking at here. Yeah, no, not, yeah. not at all. <laughs> yeah. This this Cyborg is Haunted Frankenstein. Yeah. But like, Flash, you have that. Yeah, that's why Grant Gustin works inside the lines of that plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not, I don't know, he's, he manages to do, your your ideal Flash is telling jokes all the time, but still understands, like, the gravity of what's going on. Isn't trying to trade that off. I yeah, and, Ez- and Ezra Miller seemed confused for most of the Joss Whedon thing. Right. Which, like... If someone just got their powers, yeah, that's okay, but it didn't work for most of it. Yeah. I liked the... I, everyone that got backstory, I was into it. 
Um, all of the cyborg stuff, all of the the initial flash scene with what I'm sure is going to be Irish Iris West. She is Iris West. They just never call her that because yeah. they don't talk. Right. I, I hot dogs. The hot dog thing. That's kind of I was of ready to be very that. mad about it, and then it was fine. Kind of all I got about that scene is I was like, they got hot dogs. Yeah. Made me think of the Lindsay Ellis gif of all the hot dogs. Just like when we watched it together, I pulled that up and I was like, this is this. Yeah. There's a slow motion sesame seed falling off of a hamburger because Zack Snyder loved his slow motion. There was plenty of slow-mo. No shortage of that. I feel like without the slow motion, you could have shaved 10 to 15 minutes off. I would like to see... Without sacrificing anything, you know, I I would like to see a two and a half hour cut of this movie. I think that's entirely possible because, again, a lot of it is very padded out exposition. That's the thing that was like the exposition worked for me. But there's so many different ways where it's like. Wonder Woman discovers the three mother boxes in Darkseid painting. And then you get someone explaining the whole thing with Darkseid and the mother boxes. And then you get the explanation of the old war with Darkseid and these people. And why the mother boxes went to sleep. And why this and why this. And then you get each individual mother box scene. It's like these could be trimmed and combined, I think. Somewhere, yeah. And I don't know, I I'm think... hesitant to take away from it because the things that added were what made it work as a movie, you know? Yeah, and again, it it is a better movie, just I don't like it. Yeah. I almost lean towards maybe you should have made this into a series of some kind. I... Mm... I, I know they were initially thinking about releasing each part as an episode and making it a six or seven episode miniseries. Because in case you don't know, it's split into seven parts. Each has a little title. And then, or six parts in an epilogue. We'll get to the epilogue. But it's... I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that would have made it better or worse. I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't Just know either, with... but I think... It could have solved the the length of time issue. I mean, That's look true. at look at a uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out this week, and their mm-hmm. entire first episode was exposition. You know, yeah. Well, yeah, and usually with movies, you or not movies with TV shows, you set up and I don't know. It's like right. set up pay set up payoff, but a lot of the setup was specifically for Dark Side, so we didn't get that payoff. I the payoff think... we got was two people looking at each other through a portal going, eh. Yeah, we'll use the old ways. I think we're going to get some of it. I don't know what form that takes. I don't know how exactly that works. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's already hashtag restore the Snyderverse campaign stuff acting the same as the release the Snyder cut before it right because they were given an inch so now they're going to take a mile i just it 
they put it. You said seventy million was how much they put in. Yeah. Which, of course, by movie standards, is not a huge amount, but it's still seventy million dollars. You know, and I have to mm. feel like, why just put that in if you don't have some plan of this coming in somewhere? You know, if you it, don't have some kind of faith in this. It's because they did this just to boost HBO Max. I suppose. Like, that's the, if you're... I feel like that's the sole reason they were like, we're struggling. We need something. Right. But like, if you're, if you're Kevin Feige and you're releasing these series on Disney Plus, it's... It's like a cohesive, it's a, it's a cohabitating relationship thing where, yes, you're helping to boost Disney Plus sales, but also you're thinking about your larger universe and what you can do with it here. And I feel but like it's got to be the same on the DC side of things. It's different because Kevin Feige was Marvel Studios before, like Marvel was its own studio before being bought by Disney. And so they were, like Kevin Feige had the thing all done out and he was like we're doing this through this and like i'm the architect of this and then when disney bought them he's like cool we're still our studio i'm still the architect of this like i'll report to you guys but this is what we're doing and dc doesn't have their guy to be like this is what this is like i think they tried with jeff johns for a while but that kind of was a tug of war between movies and tv Right, but it, it, they're still it, they're still trying to establish it with everything they put out, you know. But it's it's a difference between Warner Brothers and Disney. Disney being like MCU is doing an MCU thing, go, and Warner Brothers being like DC is our property, you know, like it's right. not treating it like its own studio because it's it wasn't beforehand. Right, but even in that, Warner Brothers doesn't own HBO Max. You know? Yeah, it does. Does it? HBO Max is Time Warner, yeah. Huh. That's that's why all the Warner Brothers movies are doing same day releases as theaters. I didn't know that they owned Warner Brothers. Everything's AT and T. Hmm. That's why the Warner Brothers Shield is now white and blue. Hmm. And in Scoob when the stairs and the Falcon Fury light up, it does the AT AT and T boom 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 boom. And that bothers me, even though I like I that know. movie a lot. A bare minimum, this establishes that DC can still keep going. There is still an audience for a different kind of superhero movie. Um, is it different? Yeah. Absolutely. To, to me, it feels... It, I, I don't know. Like It's different from just marvel right i don't know if i would call it a different kind of superhero movie because there have been plenty like it before coming from dc right but we're coming from dc that's what we're talking about yeah i'm there's still an audience for dc movies i don't know if they all have to be this same tone i think that's why i've been enjoying the newer dc stuff the post stuff that's closer to Justice. the Marvel stuff. Well, stuff that's post-Justice League because they're fluctuating tones. They're having different 
stuff with it. Like, Shazam has, yes, the goofy fun, but it is able to balance it with kind of, not exactly horror, but it does have some elements that are a little harder and are, I don't know how to explain it. I like Shazam. Right. <laughs> but Shazam fits, is different than their, their usual fare. I think it's just, and this is being hypocritical for liking the Marvel thing, I just, I don't think one brand should have one overarching tone. That's fair, but I mean, like, you said it's hypocritical. Like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I like them both. I do. But I can acknowledge that I enjoy seeing the two different sides of it. You know, there's... There are times in even my favorite Marvel movies, I'll take like Infinity War, for example, where I just wish they would take a breath and stop quipping. Yeah. You know, and they it's sort of it's the inverse of that on the other side, where there are times where I wish I could, you know, throw me a bone, give me something. Um, but make it seem like you want to be making this movie right but for a while it was starting to feel like they they couldn't make it work like they couldn't they, they couldn't get these movies out you had and after almost everything after the dark knight trilogy mm-hmm. it felt like we've lost a sense of something we can't we want to do this darker tone of movies, but we can't make them work. It's because they were trying to live up to the trilogy and they were trying to be like, we can do this again, but without Christopher Nolan. And he, it's like having the one auteur behind the wheel. And they tried that with Zack Snyder. But then after the negative reception of Batman v Superman, they got scared. Right, and I, I I almost went. They wish they didn't get scared. You know, I feel like they had been scared since Man of Steel almost. Mm-hmm. Well, because yeah, Man of Steel critically was eh. Right, and then it just felt like it was getting more desperate every time. Mm-hmm. And I I guess my hope with this recut of this movie is that maybe it's made some execs feel a little more comfortable and eh, not the i mean i'm just not what the head has been saying recently yeah uh snyder cut comments while i get this up very uh yeah the ceo of warner brothers and sarnoff has been saying this is it like, we gave Zack the opportunity to complete his vision in a four-hour movie. It would have been impossible to do in theaters. We're happy HBO Max lets us do it. Appreciate the fans. It's great. Good for them. They got their thing. This is the completion of his DC trilogy. We're excited about the rest of the plans we have. Right. I so, don't know. I just think with what they have slated already, with the new Suicide Squad movie coming out, mm-hmm. and... The Flash movie that has confirmed Batfleck. I think that... And and Michael Keaton. Right. 
Right. And the one dude who was on Vine for a while. I don't know that that last reference. They, they just cast him today. Randy <laughs> Marscunio or something. I don't know. I forget. I just remember seeing him on Vine and being like, that's weird. It just seems like you've got, even if it's not Zack Snyder at the helm, some of this is the future of whatever they do as a DC universe. Well, it'll be the characters still. Sure, but like if you're doing a Flashpoint movie, now that's going to be to stop the Snyderverse. And have the Flash exist in this new continuity. Like, that's what it feels like to me. It could be to fully end it, or it could be to establish both. As a, yeah, I as don't... a coexisting thing, in the same way that I think that whatever Spider-Verse movie we get is going to help establish a Sony Spider-Man and a Marvel Spider-Man. I don't know if Sony's going to play that nice. I don't know. I, I, it's it's starting to seem like it, you know. I don't know. Yeah, the based on casting decisions in both of the slates of movies that the the two companies have put out, the stuff that's been confirmed is yeah, the Suicide Squad, the Flash, Aquaman two, Shazam two, and Black Adam. Right. But again, Black Adam, you take with a grain of salt because that has been confirmed since twenty fourteen. Sure. And that anyway, Black Adam uh, kind of factors in differently. I I think he's a Shazam guy. the The fact that Ben Affleck is in this Batman movie or this uh, Flash movie is kind of a question mark. Um, yeah, well, because DC has said they want to do multiple different like labels, like how there are comic book labels of like Black Label black blah, 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 like a different series of batman running in subsequent years so like robert pattinson batman isn't going to be part of the dcu but he's going to be doing his own thing that's cool too we might get a ben affleck thing it's what whatever they'll do their thing and no one can stop them right but i think you're with this flash movie you now have set up this the the nightmare storyline to some mm. extent. Um, and I just, I think it's hanging there. Not all of this has to happen. I don't know that you're going to see Justice League 2 and Justice League 3, the the Snyder versions. But I think you, you may at least see another Justice League movie at some point. And I think you may see some of this, something to do with this future that you've set up. Maybe. I I think it's convenient that it was a dream, this nightmare epilogue. Right. So they could be like, if someone was like, hey, why didn't you do any of this in the future? They could be like, it was a dream. Dreams are weird. Sometimes, you know, your dream is the Justice League is Cyborg, Flash, Joker, Deathstroke, Batman, and Mera from Aquaman. Yeah. Very weird, the whole epilogue thing. Um, I found some movies that cost $70 million. Oh, good. So, the, just the finishing editing and 
visual effects and reshoots for a movie that was supposedly 90% completed. Uh, it cost an entire Shrek 2, Cars, It Chapter 2, Triple X. Chapter, uh, chapter 2. Apparently. See, that's bigger than I thought. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, Die Hard 2, Daddy's Home 2. Hey. Da, da, War Horse. Storks. Remember Storks? Remember Storks? No one remembers Storks. I like Storks. <laughs> um, Rock of Ages, Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow. But there's a lot of $70 million movies. Uh, something called B. It's just a lowercase B. B movie? Nope. It's just a lowercase B. It's been announced, apparently. It's a live-action sci-fi movie that cost $70 million, and that's all the numbers.com is telling me. Osmosis Jones cost $70 million. That movie's not four hours. That's 90 minutes. Yeah. And that's $70 million to go inside of Bill Murray. <laughs> I guess probably... Is that high for that time period? It's probably in the middle. I mean, animation's more expensive. Period. Right. And this, like, I, I do get why it's $70 million to finish the effects, because every shot is an effect shot. Like, the only shots that aren't super CGI special effects heavy are, like, Bat when Ben Affleck wakes up from his dream. Yeah. He wake up, and it's just Ben Affleck, and it's like, okay, that's normal um yeah it's this is this justice league he i your two main i guess your three uh, wonder woman fared the best in the first version like and that was partially because she already had a character even yeah. she got a little bit more but like she didn't need that much more she was already mm -hmm. pretty okay but even your your superman and your batman fare better in this movie because I, I feel like superman fares pretty much the same of just wake up angie lois help yeah I, I think the the beats of it are the same that shot of him in the spaceship was nice yeah deciding <laughs> to get the black suit is nice even though like the whole actual comic story the black suit is like something like that was when he was dead or like being resurrected that's right. what happened with the suit or something and then this is just like oh that would look cool well didn't it wasn't it wasn't it always there it's just that yeah he was looking at, i don't know yeah no that that in this it's he's looking at different suits and he passes by his red white and blue one and goes yeah black's cool man i'm a and like it does look cool <laughs> like i like again and the what could have been the final shot but wasn't of clark kent walking down the street ripping out his shirt to show the superman s i was like that's cool that's Pretty fun cool. i like yeah <laughs> i like superman when he's having fun i think a lot of people have 
trouble with Superman, and there's a lot of like, oh, he's too powerful, but... He's too powerful, and he's too much of a Boy Scout. We need to see him brood. But he has these... He has these storylines, you know? He does... He goes through it. He's constantly fighting people who are as powerful as him. It's not Mm -hmm. like Superman has been existing as a character in comics for just years where he's one punch man, you know? Like... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think Superman gets a bad rap. Um, and I'm I am a Batman fan. I, I like Batman. I just don't dislike Superman because I like Batman, you know? I'm tired of Batman. I know. Well, you never really like, liked Batman. <laughs> I do. Every, everybody likes Batman. I got the receipts. I just, I just tired of him. <laughs> because every DC thing is like, it needs Batman there. Batman needs to always be in everything. And it's like, I can't we give him a break? I mean, I appreciate a new Batman. I mean, like, I appreciate I a new Robert, take on Batman. The Robert Pattinson one looks great. Robert Pattinson I'm does look ex- cool. That's the first time I've been excited for it in a while. I don't know. I like. I, I like mostly... Batfleck. Even um, I think yeah. that he had some bad luck with the movies he was in, but I think he is an aged Bruce Wayne. I think he's a perfect casting for that. Yeah. Um, he has a chin right um and, and another another place that this movie succeeded was pulling him back some and est- establishing motive i know i've been harping on that the whole time but like batman in the original cut of this movie we got was just like i need to get a team we need to do it i need to make this happen there's evil coming and here you have at least one moment where he's talking to Alfred and he says, I need to do this for him because I was such a dick last time. Because I caused the thing that made him die. Well, yeah, but also it's his motivation set up in Batman versus Superman when Flash does his time travel thing and is like, you have to find us and get us all together because he's going to kill us. You have to find us. Right. But I think if you just have that flat and you just have him walking around gruff and in a, mm. in a bat suit. Like it doesn't, it doesn't hit as hard. It's the same. It's the same for me as the reason that, uh, Toby Maguire worked for me and Andrew Garfield didn't. And it's because Toby Maguire, while he was 15 years too old, was, was Peter Parker. And there is no Spider-Man without Peter Parker. Like, if you have the person behind the mask is a wooden nothing, it doesn't it doesn't work. Andrew Garfield, yes, he was too cool. He was not he was not believable as a Peter Parker. Um, And Ben Affleck is a the Bruce Wayne works. And if the Bruce Wayne doesn't work, Batman is just a guy in a black suit beating people up and talking like this you know and that's not it that's not who he is that's not how it should be he has a little he has this little (laughs) robot modulator to make it like (laughs) right it can't all be the voice like it can't all be the voice and the punches like there has to be something this character has to be in turmoil and a a person first before you do anything else I'm just glad we didn't have to see another uh, 
Wayne family gets murdered in this one. Yeah, you'll save that for next time. Oh, I hope we don't have to see it again. I hope they're just like, he's Batman. You know the story. (laughs) It opens up with like a Spider-Man narration of like, who am I? You sure you want to know? My parents died, and now I'm Batman. (laughs) I mean, maybe, but isn't that still doing the story? Yeah, but you you don't have to watch it again. Yeah. Fucking, we saw it in Batman v Superman and in Joker. Chris, I have to pay respects. Ugh. (laughs) Anyway, uh, uh, Joker. Speaking of. Mommy cubes. We get more stories about them. I still don't entirely get them. I don't know. They're talking machines that were (laughs) asleep because they were scared of Superman. There's something out of Transformers. But when he screamed so. But when he died, he screamed so loud he woke them up. And now they're gonna become one mommy cube and make Portal for Darkseid to terraform the world. Yeah, that's what they said. They are, but then Cyborg can talk to them because they are ancient machines. It's it's silly. It's silly, but it's something that we didn't get before. We didn't get Cyborg was just a robot guy. We didn't got like very little explanation of what Cyborg could do or why it was there. You know, we got that. I think we got you can talk to them because they're machines. Because like, yeah, but I mean, pull them apart. I mean, Cyborg's powers to begin with. Well, yeah, his whole thing mm. where he, like, where you see inside, like, the Cyborg stuff's neat. I like the Cyborg stuff. And Same. where you, like, see inside him, inside the internet, and he's like, wow, I can, you know, make taxes a living hell for this lady by giving her $100,000. <laughs> I like to think that he was so good at machines, he made it work. He made no, the he, bank I mean, understand. Yeah, he, he probably did. Like, it makes sense. But just after that scene happened, I was like, oh, that's, that's got to suck. <laughs> She's got to account for all that income out of nowhere. Maybe she's just keeping it under her mattress. In her ATM? No, she's going to take that bag of money home and she's going to put it under her mattress. She's not going to use not a like, bank for that. It, it's not like he just gave her a sack of money. He put it in her, like, in the ATM. Yeah, she's going to take it all out. She's going to take it all out. And There's move, still a transaction. Move away. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and speaking of Joker, it, <laughs> he was interesting this time. Yeah, I I still am I'm not, not like, say I like sold it, but... on on Jared Leto as the Joker. This still didn't completely sell it, but it was a Joker instead of whatever the hell we watched in Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, I think it was interesting. Um, like, he definitely did stuff. He didn't say we live in a society. They did that purely for the trailer, which, uh, rude. <laughs> they did it to piss you off in the trailer. Fucking rude. <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't know. I yeah, I think it's interesting. I think you can see that he, I feel like he's trying to act like this Joker is influenced by Jim Carrey a little bit. Interesting. 
uh which i think because like i don't know the fact that the original was based on like classic clowns sure it would make sense that it would keep going and going and just a few ways he said things sounded like borderline ace ventura i don't know i mean i think a younger a young jim carrey i would have liked to have seen his take on the character yeah um but he but was yeah. the riddle boy joker is part of the team in the in the futuristic nightmare sequence harley quinn's dead batman said choose your next fucking words wisely or whatever it was that was the I big will fuck. fucking kill you. Oh, that's what. It, whatever. Um, just, which you don't. I don't. I don't know. Do you buy it? Do you watch that scene and think that he's gonna kill the Joker? No, I watch that scene and go, "Oh, what are we doing?" Right. <laughs> Why are we? Why? When did? I think it's. And this is just a thought I had. This isn't based on quality. This is based on. Content. And the amount of setup. But the Theatrical Justice League is trying to be the Avengers. And the the Zack Snyder the Zack Snyder feels more like Age of Ultron. Hmm. Where it's darker, it's trying to cram in more characters, and it takes a lot of time to be like, this is what's coming next. Aren't you pumped? I guess I can see like, it. It's, it's not a comment on either <laughs> quality. It's just like this. I don't know. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Both of them open up with somehow a cube has awakened. Whether it's the grumbly voice saying the Tesseract has awakened. Or, you know, Superman screaming so loud that boxes go, oh, what's going on? Oh, he's dead? I liked, as as weird as the, the scram was, like, I, I did like that intro of here's the moment in real time where this is happening. And then we don't immediately go, like, here's just some explanation of the loose things that we're going to cover here. Until later when that comes up. And even that was like a more in-depth scene with the fucking the, the Green Lantern and stuff. Yeah. Well, the other one opened just with, like, this is how the world is right. after Superman die. Which I think is interesting to look at, but you don't have to focus. Or not you don't have to focus on it, but like if you're going to start with that and then not go back to it much, then it kind of feels like a waste. Right. I yeah I, I I think overall everything felt more like they did it on purpose. Yeah this this felt like it was what was this felt like it had thought put into it and was being worked on for an extended period of time as opposed to the theatrical cut where it was hey it's March this comes out in November go right which i mean to no fault of anyone involved really i think right i mean stuff happened and then Mm -hmm. but i think where they went wrong is that it feels like joss came in 
and was like, well, this isn't how I would do it. Mm -hmm. And then tried to change it, but kept the framework. Yeah, well, because then if he had to create a 110% different movie, then in, what, four months, then that would have been... That just wouldn't have worked. That wouldn't have been able to happen. Right. You know? Like, he did as much of that as they would allow him to. Yeah, again, reports are like 80% is different script or different footage, which I that, that feels like a lot. That's interesting, though. I mean, that seems like that number seems wrong. But I guess it does reflect what we were talking about earlier with like script changes and yeah takes of well and joss whedon was coming on to write new pages for the script that zach snyder was going to direct initially right and before the tragedy happened also i just want to say even though no matter how much i say like i don't like the zach snyder's superhero movies or like enjoy this thing what happened to Zack Snyder is a terrible tragedy and I do not wish that upon anyone. And I am glad he was able to complete his thing because of such terrible circumstances that took him away from it. Yeah, absolutely. I just don't want to come off as a piece of shit, (laughs) but I do genuinely believe that. I don't know. I, I feel like I've said all that has to be said about this because like, I don't know what need I don't know what needs to be said that hasn't been said by the general public, you know? That's fair. Do we know is Deathstroke in something else that's he was, slated? He was going to be the Batfleck movie villain. Uh, okay. I he might show up in Flashpoint, but I don't think He's got anything new on the horizon as of yet. Wasn't Ben Affleck writing that movie? Yeah. That's what I had heard. And then he didn't. Right. I don't know, he probably... I think... I forget if Chris Terrio was part of it too. But Chris Terrio... I mean, Chris Terrio helped write... I forget. I know he did Argo. Did he do Batman v Superman? Let's see. Yeah. He... Oh boy. Yeah. He wrote, um, besides Argo, the rest of his credits are Batman v Superman, both Justice Leagues, and Rise of Skywalker. So... <laughs> I'm grimacing because those are all movies I don't like. Complaints about the the new three Star Wars movies. Are, uh, that's a that's a whole other episode. Oh, I only have big complaints about one. I mean, I have one large overarching gripe with the whole thing. Um, yeah, no, my major problems with the Star Wars is like I think two of the movies are. A lot of fun one of them might be my favorite star wars movie and then then there's rise of skywalker <laughs> yeah I but 
again if if we ever get that given to us on the show or if we do a i don't know maybe my birthday bonus will be one of them who knows <laughs> probably not i'll probably choose something dumb I, I like know. dumb things. <laughs> like the episode we're going to record tomorrow. I watched that movie last night, and I was laughing the whole time. I Yeah, I'm going to watch that tomorrow. Very dumb movie. Very fun. <laughs> Sounds anyway, great. Do, do we have to do the criteria for this? I don't know. Are we doing the criteria? Or what would we fill that spot with? We could do the random request roulette thing. We can. Should we at least, like rate it yeah i guess you can go first i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it four and a half lasered off steppenwolf horns um i don't it's hard that's a hard one i think it's a little better than the pacifier um these are very I know this is what we do here, and we say this a lot of the time. These are two very different movies that are, that are yep. weird to compare. Uh, I, I think it inches out ahead for me. I give it three overly expensive meal prep kit boxes that we were thinking about buying but then didn't because the food in them looked bad out of nine and I think it's worse. Like, I, I don't dig the Snyder superhero vibe. Um, it feels like it's an assembly cut, which, you know, like, there there's a lot of stuff that, like, it could be tweaked and fixed to make it a little more palatable. But, like, it's better than the 2017 one. But, 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 but Pacifier has Brad Garrett calling himself Little Puppet in it. So... <laughs> Brad Garrett could have been worked in here. You know, there was not... There was not a green arrow. He could have been dark side. <laughs> he could have been dark He's side. He's a big guy. Uh, I would definitely scrap the the Nordic singing for Aquaman. Was it Nordic? Was it Scandinavian? Yeah. Aquaman has a couple of introductions, which is weird. Yeah. But anyway, that's our thing about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, so a while ago, we said that if we were given a movie request, then we would put it into a randomizer of some kind and then do a bonus episode on it at some point in the future. We have... How many movies we got in the randomizer? That's the thing. We have three or four. Because one message wasn't a direct request it was kind of a call to guests being like if you want to give them the devil's carnival the spiritual sequel to repo the genetic opera you can i don't know if i should put that in as a request or not what do you think uh, i don't know if it counts i wouldn't That's... be opposed really uh, i mean like you wouldn't be I, opposed to possibly watching something from the people who made Repo. I will not enjoy the movie. I can promise you that. Um, but, like, I'm not opposed to the idea of adding it to the list. Yeah, I'll put it in. Um, I'm not going to put the sequel in. I'm just going to put the one. All right, and so we have... this our, our bag of random movies is, is still at a pretty low number. So yeah. if you're hearing this, your movie could be in here. 
Call in. Drop us a line. Yeah. Call in to the number at uh, 301-941-7493 or 301-941-SIZE. Or if you're feeling, like, nervous about having your voice on air, write to us or something. Yeah. No, Uh, no highwaypod at gmail.com at nohighwaypod on all your social medias and yeah put a movie request in we'll get to these every so often probably at the end of bonus episodes uh when it comes to bonus episodes schedules for the future i think we're doing a one-year special or we might be doing a little award show yeah you might be seeing a google form for you to fill out at yeah. some point in your near future Coming that i have soon. to probably work on this weekend um what else we got we got a birthday bonus for me coming up and then we're going to be doing space jam a new legacy do we have a is there a release date on space jam july something got so it. probably the friday after space jam releases or we'll watch it opening night and post it that Sunday. I don't know. Who knows? It's it's fluctuating. I just started a new job, so like that schedule is going to be all over the place. But I so far don't know if we're going to be taking any time off. I don't think we are. Who knows what's yeah? Who knows what's in the future? Who knows what's coming? Uh, there might be. Who knows what kind of holidays that focus around jokes that are coming up. You know, who knows what'll come Oh, down. yeah, that thing. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, so we got... This is a collection op- of four films. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, four options on our list that we're putting in the wheel. It's uh, from Freddy, who called in. He suggested Daddy Daycare. Teresa suggested The Devil's Carnival. Brad, from the Disney College podcast and Cinema is Dead, requested The Godfather. And someone who we don't exactly know, but I think it's Nick Cherry or Ethan Crystal, uh, said Kung Pao Enter the Fist. I feel like it's one of the two of them. I don't remember which one. I thought we couldn't. It was another one where we couldn't hear in the message. Yeah, I'll listen to it again at some point. But time to click to spin and see what we get. And our bonus episode will be on... Kung Pao <laughs> enter the fist. So oh, congratulations, whoever you are. Um, that bonus episode will be coming out before June. <laughs> now, while we're here, while we're talking about the wheel, the wheel that's new, um, do we feel like if a movie is on our wheel, then it can't be suggested? Or can it be suggested and then it just comes off of the wheel? It can be suggested and it'll just come off the wheel. You heard it here first, folks. So don't feel reluctant to suggest it because you don't think that we're going to do it mainline. Yeah. Call away. Drop your movies. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Beat sick. Oh, I forgot to mention. um, Actually, do you have a ranking of your favorite of your dc movies do you have any like of just uh, like these newer ones or like yeah the dcus let's see because i have mine written out we're on the other side of nolan yeah so starting with man of steel okay um 
I have not seen Shazam or Birds of Prey yet. Okay. Um, so I can't include them because I don't know yet. So as of right now, I would say probably this one at the top and then <laughs> and then Man of Steel and then the first Justice League. Oh, wait, Batman v Superman's in there, too. Yeah. And then the first Justice League and then Batman v Superman and then Suicide Squad at the bottom. Do you not see any Wonder Woman? Oh, fuck, Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman uh, comes before Man of Steel. I haven't seen 84 yet. Okay. I haven't seen Aquaman either. <laughs> I have, for someone who doesn't like this entire franchise as much as you, I have seen all of them. Uh, I just, like, I don't... I, I, I know that Aquaman is, like, cool now, but he's still Aquaman, you know? And, like, I have a hard time getting If you there. split up the movie in half, it's a lot of fun. Anyway... Uh, uh, from top to bottom, Birds of Prey, Shazam, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Snyder Cut made my top five. I was kind of surprised. Uh, Wonder Woman 84, Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, Original Justice League, and then Crap Man v. Pooper Man, Dawn of Just Ass. <laughs> uh, let's, that was a rough movie. Um, it's bad. I, I still don't understand how it's bad you know i like i don't understand (laughs) there's a lot to be said about how it's bad no like i mean i know i i watched it i know that it was horrible i just like i don't understand how you set out to make that movie and it doesn't come out enjoyable it's because you drench it in rain and anger even if it's i think you could make that movie drenched in all the rain and all the anger and it could still be enjoyable uh they did and it wasn't (laughs) anyway that's it that's Uh, all there is we got some fun fun episodes coming up this week we got hoot coming on tuesday uh jade and jason are back uh previous tuesday this tuesday that came out was roadhouse with podcasting in paradise very fun episode very horny for sam elliott episode (laughs) things that i don't usually get in on i even got pulled in here yeah um and then we got some cool guests coming up and it's gonna be a good time yeah i'm particularly excited they are maybe we got grimace i'm particularly excited for the guest that's going to be in the intro of the episode we're recording tomorrow yes sir he's got a a killer joke He's got a killer joke lined up that perfectly fits his brand of comedy. Anyway. Are we talking about the same person? The the last episode that we just recorded, yes? No, this episode coming up that we're going to record. The person doing the intro. You're the person doing the intro. Okay. No, it's not me. I told you. Who's going to be there? I told you what voice it's going to be. Oh my god, yeah, you did. Alright, I'm very, I, I'm caught up. Um, I'm, uh, listeners, I'm uh, I'm just thinking, that what I got caught on is that we don't know who our 
our third person for this episode is yet at the time of recording. No, we don't. Uh, we are pretty sure. I just like we haven't we haven't nailed it down. Okay. Uh, so in the top of my head, I was like cycling through things, um, and I didn't put together that Connor was talking about something that we had already talked about. Um, Very it's eleven thirty. I've been I've been working on this joke all day. Driving Fantastic. in my car, getting the voice just right. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while! Anyway, that's that. That's our episode on the Snyder Cut. Was it everything you hoped for? Was it worth four years of harassment? Who knows? Would you, If you would like to campaign us, if you'd like to start harassing us for four years? We're to not. release a two and a half hour episode. We're not releasing a longer cut of this. There's not. There's no you, more cut to be there's had. There's stuff we left on the cutting room floor. I said, right now. I'm not editing this one. That's the whole point of the bonuses. That's what. That's what he says. But it's really a trick. There's and it's there's it's 15 fun. minutes of me interviewing uh, a cat. You know, and we just left that. We cropped it right and, out. Like and Connor this applies is the, for a bank loan on air. It is the all duck cut. Like. <laughs> That's the theme song, so I don't know. Go, go and be Mary. Yeah, yeah. Go and Do be not Mary. Be Martha. We didn't even mention how weird it is that Martian Manhunter is like, "How do I talk to Lois Lane as dead boyfriend's mom?" I didn't. Even, I did not see that coming one bit. <laughs> I didn't um, either. <laughs> that was the most surprised I was the entire movie. I was like, "Oh." And then he turned into another guy who wasn't Martian Manhunter, who I assume was the character he played in Man of Steel. Yeah, he uh, was But it's been always... so long since I saw that movie. And he was always supposed to be Martian Manhunter, and then when the whole Justice League thing happened, he was like, Zack Snyder was like, yeah, no, that's that's Martian Manhunter right there. That's part of the me thinking that there's more of it, too, is like, some of these guys that they got around, like, that's the first time we've seen him on screen, and he's Martian Manhunter, you know? No, we saw him on we saw him on screen in in Man of Steel. But we didn't see green him on screen. You know? Was he green or what he felt more gray to me. Greenish gray. Like you thought everything was gray. I I don't like the color palette. Anyway, (laughs) that's been our shit that's been our episode. Follow us. Follow us. Tune in, dude. I've been getting up at six AM every morning. And for an Ohio I uh tune in to Hoot, listen to Podcasting in Paradise. Next bonus episode. Thanks to your request, random person is gonna be Kung Pao into the fist. But for now, for an Ohio option, I've been Connor. And I've been Luke. And as always, these have been our opinions, and if you didn't agree with them, that's too bad. Because it's our way. No, no highway option. Be releasing the time to open the
The theme music for No Highway Option was created by Ian C. Weber. To hear more of Ian's music and see some of his videos and stuff, follow the new link in our show description. No Highway Option was co-created and co-hosted by Connor J. Burke and Luke Smith and produced by Connor.